Hey, praise the Lord. We're going to get into a good word here. Obviously, I don't have a bunch of time, but um, I know the Lord will have something good for us here. So uh, how many of you know God loves you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, You know, we've been sharing in the last few weeks uh, uh, from different areas of Scripture about God's love and receiving God's love. Amen. And um, we read out of Ephesians chapter 3, like right around verse 16, that, you know, we need to be strengthened by His Spirit to even comprehend uh, the love of God. Amen? And, and it's implied and said in those verses there that it's through Christ dwelling in our hearts by faith. Amen? That as we keep Christ and His finished work, uh, uh, the focus of our lives, the focus of our walk with God, and, and, and by faith in what He's done, allow Him to truly dwell in our hearts and and govern, we, we saw that that word meant more than just be there because he's there in every one, but have his presence felt by us, amen? Hey, Candy, would you, uh, thank you. Um, it's a more about a governing. It's more about a leading uh, 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 by his spirit in our lives. And again, that happens through faith in what he's done. The ability, the power, the strength to comprehend um, God's love. And uh, we need help with that. Amen. Our, our, our brains um, are so finite. <laughs> Amen. And he is so infinite and his love is so infinite. So, uh, but then we also saw out of 1 Corinthians um, chapter 13 that, um, you know, we could have faith that moves mountains. We could be feeding the poor or giving our body to be burned, speaking in tongues and prophesying and doing all the things we do in church. Amen. But if we're doing those things without his love, amen, uh, that the, essentially they don't mean anything, amen? There will be some people get blessed and whatnot, but, but if, if we're not understanding God's love and not allowing his love to love through us, then we're missing it, amen? We're missing it, amen. hallelujah. That's why, again, I, I, religion causes people to miss it. And, and uh, any doctrine that's not founded and centered on the cross of Christ just leads to religion. It doesn't lead to the fruit of the Spirit. And, and if that's the case, it's just going to lead to self-righteousness and it's going to be more focus on us instead of more focus on what he's done for us. Amen. So uh, we had a good word out of 1 John last week and, um, and I hope that it, it blessed you guys that, uh, you know, we ought to love the brethren, the brethren, amen, as God loved us because God laid his life down for us. And that's the only way that we can perceive his love, amen, is that we acknowledge that and can continue to keep that in heart, amen. Um, so I want to teach here briefly out of uh, Ephesians chapter 5, if you want to turn there, and uh, um, how many of you desire the fruit of the Spirit in your life, amen? And that's, again, the difference between dead works, even the dead works of Christianity and, and true Christianity is that True Christianity is I live by faith in who Christ is and what he's done for me at the cross. And God, in turn, through his Holy Spirit, births fruit in me. Amen. Hallelujah. And the most important of that fruit is love. Hallelujah. Amen. And again, we saw out of 1 John, and we're going to see here out of Ephesians, that if we are growing in love, amen, that will be evidence to us that we are walking in the truth. Amen. And that will be evidence that, as we're going to see here out of Ephesians, that we are acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Amen? So uh, I'm not going to cover as much as I had planned on covering, but we'll get through the gist of it. Amen? Uh, 
Chapter 5, verse 1 of Ephesians says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. I'm not going to read these couple of verses, although I was going to read them had I had more time. You know what? I'm sorry to chop this up, but I am going to read these verses. And I'm going to start over. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear, dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of, his, and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things is coming the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are light in the Lord, hallelujah, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Amen? Everyone with me? Hallelujah. Everyone's awake? All right. Now, I want to start with these first couple of verses. Father God, help us to digest this and understand this. Father, uh, have, my, have my mouth. Father, you are the true teacher. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the true teacher. Thank you for ears to hear and eyes to see what you're saying to us, Lord. And uh, thank you that uh, we have hearts to receive your word for us here today. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. I like these first two verses. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Amen. As Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savior. There's actually a whole lot there. Be therefore followers of God as religious robots. Amen. As as dear children, and I want you to know the word dear, and I'm going to save it for, for, for just time's sake, but this means as beloved children, hallelujah, as children loved by their father. The word followers actually means, now I use this, I've used this word and I, and I tread lightly on it, but this word followers means imitators, amen? Now the reason I tread lightly on that is because in our own strength, it's impossible to imitate God. <laughs> Amen. So I want to say that as children of God, as ones who are walking in the truth, amen, walking in Christ by faith in his cross. How many of you know the word cross is just a synonym for, the, for, for gospel? Amen. The gospel, we're not limiting it just to his death or just to the sacrifice. It's his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Amen and he's seated at the right hand of God, amen? If we are truly walking in the truth, in the light of the truth, we're going to experience, as we've studied and learned the last few weeks, we're going to experience God's love to a greater degree and truly experience sonship. And I was trying to come up with examples this morning as I was preparing, and uh, how many of you know a child sees his dad 
or her dad, and it imitates that one. And you know, I was thinking that you know, <laughs> I'm I'm a uh, if you haven't gotten to know me better than just here, I can be a you know sarcastic guy, and you know, I like to have fun and fool around and stuff, and. Unfortunately, this isn't the best example, but, you know, my boy, Jeremiah, really likes to give mom a hard time. <laughs> Amen. And uh, unfortunately, it's because I like to give her a hard time. And he's just imitating me. Amen. He just imitates me. And he's a little stinker. And now as I see him, he's an awesome kid. You guys all know he's an awesome kid. But sometimes I see some of the things and the antagonism, and I'm like, Really? That's, I didn't know I was like that, amen? Because it's just a reflection of me, amen? Um, you know, or, or, you know, you have a dad that's, a, this is just out of my mind, it came to my mind this morning, you know, a, a dad's a, a welder or something like that, and what does a little kid do to go pick up that welding mask and put it on because he wants to be like dad, amen? And uh, so as children, this is what Paul is saying, is, and this is what, I'm just going to put my words in here, this is what, what religion could never, could never cause this to happen. Amen. Just going through the motions, but not having the true love uh, received from God and living through us. We can't just imitate God out of our own strength and our own willpower. Amen. Love has to be, well, it doesn't have to be. It is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And like I say, the fruit of trusting in the cross is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, goodness, gentleness, meekness. Amen. Faithfulness. And so when he says here, be imitators of God and walk in love. See, it's not just imitate God, it's specifically in love. Imitate him in love. Amen. And I like this. Hey, and here's just another reference. Because God's love is always uh, uh, centered in the gospel of Christ. God's, the, the motivation for God going to the cross and sacrificing himself for us was love. Amen. And again, I just say that, you know, forgive me for always saying religion this and religion that and religion this. Religion is an, a system of works that man can never attain to and therefore experiences constantly feelings of unworthiness and guilt and shame and condemnation and completely takes the relationship with God out of the equation. And that's sad because Jesus came to say, God is a father. God is my father. That's why they crucified him. You know, Amen. That's why he said, that's why they crucified him, essentially. He makes himself equal with God. You know, religion. Religion hates this relationship. We saw that last week in 1 John as Cain slew his brother Abel because his works were evil, but his brother's works were righteous. Amen. Abel brought a sacrifice to God, and it had a sweet-smelling savor. Amen. If you read in the, New, in the Old Testament about, uh, about all of the different sacrifices, in Christ's sacrifice, typified every one of them, amen, you'll, you'll see this term, a sweet-smelling savor, because it meant the sacrifice was accepted by God, amen. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but here he's saying, be imitators of God the way children imitate their dads, amen. Walk in love, watch, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. If you see here, what he's saying is, Christ, Jesus, is imitating God the Father by showing us his love, by laying his life down for him, for us. Amen? Christ is coming and imitating God 
if you will. He is God. Amen. But Christ is doing what his heavenly father wanted him to do so that he could reveal to us who the heavenly father really truly is. Amen. Hallelujah. I like in Romans it says God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He proved it. He demonstrated it. It is on display as we speak. If you read it the way it reads in, the, in, in that chapter, it is very literally on display right now. The, the cross is forever speaking. Amen. And it's forever saying, I love you. And it's forever saying, beloved children. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love that. Walk in love as Christ has also loved us. Amen. And he gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now, it goes on to say, and it's kind of like, why did he just switch all of a sudden? Fornication and uncleanliness and, un and covetousness. Let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jest jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger nor un unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. I was asking myself, why, why all of a sudden the shift in, in, in the message and what he was writing? Well, verse 6 says, let, man no, let no man deceive you with vain words, which leads me to believe, and if, and if you read in some commentaries, you'll see this, that how many of you know in every church age there are false teachers and doctrine that come in? And in almost every letter of Paul's, he warns against, beware of the Judaizers, beware of false doctrine, beware of any of these things, mysticism, Corinthians was, they had influences by all kinds of beliefs and religions, uh, and Ephesians was, was one of the biggest cities, the city of Ephesus was huge and had all kinds of different forms of religion, and for that matter, forms of Christianity, and it seems like some of this stuff was, was happening. And so what he's saying is, look, whoever's telling you that all of this stuff is uh, excusable or whatever the case, let no man deceive you in that. Let me also say this. When we see the words fornication and covetousness and, and, and things like this, we don't often think about it like this, but I've found many times more than not, actually, this word is talking about a, a spiritual adultery, the worship of idols, and again, now, any doctrine that is not the cross is going to lead you to have a different image of God than the one that is accurate, which only Jesus, amen, can portray. Christ and the cross is the only thing that is the demonstration of God's love. So the message has to be Christ and the cross, because if the message isn't Christ and the cross, we'll never get a true image of God. Well, that's what false image just means. Idol worship is just a false image of God. Amen. So a lot of this, you know, we talked about covetousness and, and, uh, and different things that happen within conversations and things like this. Covetousness, meaning, you know, the love of money, greedy desire to have more. Anybody ever heard a message on that in the church? <laughs> I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about in Ephesus. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we, we were part of a, 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 a setting one time where the teacher came in and literally his whole message was, money cometh, you know? <laughs> Amen. And, and God wants to bless us in these areas, but man, Jesus even said, don't seek the meat that perishes. Seek the meat that endures unto life everlasting, which I will give you the life, my body. 
Amen. And, uh, and so some of this persuasion was obviously happening in, the, in this area. Uh, when he says, for this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person, no covetous, no covetous man who is an idolater, there you go. Um, we know whoremongers are, uh, that's a filthy, rotten sin. <laughs> Amen. I just think Paul is using this to really even emphasize anymore. If you know that in the natural, a whoremonger doesn't inherit the kingdom of Christ unless he be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, then how much more are the ones committing adultery on God and idolaters? Don't be persuaded. Don't be deceived by whatever these doctrines are that you're hearing. Amen. Uh, listen to this. Let no man deceive you with vain words. What does this mean? Empty, vain, devoid of truth. Amen? Metaphorically speaking, it, speaks, it says destitute of spiritual wealth of one who boasts of his faith as a transcendent possession, yet is without the fruits of faith. Amen? I know a lot of people that think, well, just my faith gets God to move. My faith, it's my faith, as though their faith is the object of their faith. <laughs> my faith gets God to move. No. It's what our faith is in. Faith is only as strong as the object. Amen? My faith is in Christ and the cross. It's not my faith that gets God to unlock and move in my life. It's my faith in what he's done for me at the cross that simply, simply allows me to receive. That way I can't boast. It's not my faith that got me something. And what's wrong with your faith that you can't receive from God? I told you a few weeks ago, we've heard that before. What's wrong with your faith? You would be out of that wheelchair if you had faith. It's sad. It's not, do you understand? So even messages that sound, I'm just saying this influence goes on in the church. Destitute of spiritual wealth, of one who boasts of his faith as a transcendent possession, Yet it's without the fruits of faith. Well, what's the fruits of faith? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, amen? amen? Forgiveness, mercy, compassion, God. I, I can't, it's funny, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit and we list nine of them. Are we, do we really think that that's all of God? <laughs> amen. We can go on and on. His goodness, His mercy, His gentleness, His, his uh, uh, you know, again, His compassion, His... Man, his forgiveness, hallelujah. See, Paul's saying imitate God. Paul's saying imitate God as beloved children who imitate their fathers. Don't, don't be deceived by these words that are without truth, these words that don't bring forth any fruit that really is of faith, amen. Be, be not partakers of them, for you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, Imitate your father. Amen. Imitate your father. Love people. I'm not going to die for anybody. I'll die for my wife or kids if I had to. Amen. You understand that, right? So, I'm, but, but what I can do is I can point them, I can point people to the light. Amen. Uh, I can sacrifice some time, hopefully, to enlighten someone, to share, to... to uh, hopefully edify and exhort and encourage, and if it be an unbeliever, uh, impart truth into them. Show them the light. Imitate God. That's what Jesus did. Jesus imitated God, and he showed us the light. Amen. He showed us the love of God. Now we point to Jesus and show other people the love of God. Amen. 
We were sometimes darkness, but now we are light in the world. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. I just don't have time, but I'm just going to end right there, and hopefully we've tied this together pretty well. Walk in light. Actually, in the oldest manuscripts, this says, for the fruit of the light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Amen? The fruit of walking in the light, the fruit of walking with Christ, the fruit of having an intimate relationship with God where it goes past religion and past our brains and goes into our heart where we're really soaking in the love of God day by day and continuing to allow his love to penetrate and govern our, our hearts. Amen. So that we little by little can grow in that love and be able to give it out because his love is light. Amen. And like we've been teaching, and I don't want this to just be teaching, but as 1 Corinthians says, if it's without love, it's all for naught. It's, it's for nothing. Amen. So we, I, this is why I've been on this, what, what I'm teaching, because these are some things that I'm seeking in my life right now is a deeper love of God, a deeper understanding of his love for me and his love for humanity. And, and, and um, man, we need to reach the people with God's love, not with religion, not with just join another group, but really get out and see individuals' lives changed, knowing that, proclaiming that God loves them, not because what they've done or not done, because God is love and they are people. Amen. And it's got to go past the religious stuff. Amen. And the knowledge. Amen. And we need knowledge, but I like this. So the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the light, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit, growing in love and joy and peace and compassion and, and fill in the blank, that, that proves what is acceptable unto the Lord. Let me tell you what was acceptable unto the Lord, and I'm done. The sacrifice of Jesus was acceptable. That's what sweet-smelling savor means, accepted. God accepted the sacrifice. Amen. And we make it about other things, not the sacrifice. Not we, I'm saying we as a church, we as in general. Amen. And man, it's about the sacrifice of God, the sacrifice of Christ, acceptable unto God. Amen. Now proclaimed through apostles and things like this, we read, the cross is the power of God, saints. Hallelujah. And it will bring forth fruit, and it will bring forth love, and it will bring forth, if we're truly from a right, right standing in our heart, seeking the cross to get a deeper understanding of God, who he is, and, and how much he loves us and cares about our lives, amen, we're going to see much fruit, amen, hallelujah. So I hope you're blessed by something in that message today, and if you want, um, well, let me just pray, Father, we just love you, Lord, we thank you that, although a brief word, a powerful word, Lord, and uh, we thank you that it's penetrating hearts, hallelujah, um, we thank you for um, just a deeper intimacy with you, Father, hallelujah, Show us things to come here in the next uh, couple of hours, couple of days. Uh, Father, I just ask that you just, uh, you just shine your light. Reveal, reveal uh, yourself to each of us as individuals here, Lord, um, just a little bit more in just the little things that happen in the next few hours and days to come, Father. And when we think and see you moving in our life, Father, it's going to be a reminder to us of your great love for us, Father. Hallelujah. So we thank you that you're moving deeply, intimately, uh, Father, and we thank you for eyes to see that in all of the, in all of our lives and here today, Father. 
Um, we just praise you for the word. We praise you for the gospel. We praise you for what you've done. And we're going to thank you for it all in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, saints, so we'll take uh, communion and... Uh,